three, two, one. You ready? Listen to the real pineapple podcast network. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Real Pineapple. This is Hunter, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here recording on a on a beautiful Sunday with you. Yeah, on an early Sunday. I think it's the first time we start recording before six o'clock in forever. Honestly, I know. Look at us not being night owls. Crazy. Yeah, for 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 once. Uh, it's a shame we're starting it off with such a horrible film. Uh, so. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. We went and saw, so I went and saw Daddy's Home Two on Friday, after seeing uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, or is, is, is Murder on the Orient Express, right? Yeah, you got it. I was like, yeah, that's right. So actually, so I saw Daddy's Home at ten ten. So I got home around twelve forty five, and then I saw Murder on the Orient Express about seven ten. So. Needless to say, it was a long, it was a long night full of movie watching. I this ended my night, man, and I just left the theater just angry. Honestly, <laughs> after watching this, this is easily going to be the one of the worst things that I've I've seen this year. Uh, kind of your thoughts? Well, yeah, I, I was I was curious. Um, obviously, this is the much anticipated sweet sequel. Um, to the original classic Daddy's Home, um, which we both loved. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did you did you re-listen to that to hear what we gave the first one? Because I forget. Do you uh, remember? I, uh, I I know I gave it a go fuck yourself, Mercer. I, <laughs> yeah. I I think you gave it an F minus. I want to say for some reason. Oh really? Yeah. 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 I I wonder. I would be curious to re-listen to that to see what I said that to that didn't get a go fuck yourself. Um, but yeah. So obviously you have a very good idea of what you're getting into by seeing this it's the same <laughs> i mean i think it's the same writer director as the first one so sean uh, sean uh yeah Ashton sean a- sean anders thank you yeah the, the durs the durs <laughs> yeah the much worse version of the durs yeah not the great durs from workaholics but yeah dude this guy's like he's just churning out shit it's really funny <laughs> he 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 helped write dumber and dumber 2 oh, um, oh, oh, oh not not the prequel but the actual second one uh yeah no 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 not not dumb and dumber er okay it was dumb and dumber dumber two where two is spelled wrong instead of t-o-o god how dumb but yeah man that's pretty dumb <laughs> uh yeah he's done so he's he's done like she's out of my league he helped write that he helped write hot tub time machine which hot is shocking that, that is so shocking yeah, so I mean, he's done things that I like, but he didn't. He also didn't direct any of those, and so he's really, you know, been been really doing a bad job with the whole directing his own things. <laughs> he did. That's my boy with fucking oh, Adam Sandler. Oh God, really? But he wrote and directed Sex Drive too, which is crazy. Because don't you don't you like Sex Drive? I fucking love Sex Drive. That's crazy to me. <laughs> So this guy's very hit and miss, clearly. Golly. Um, but so the main difference between this movie um, that we saw in the trailers as we were getting <laughs> ready to watch Daddy's Home Two is obviously that the daddies have their own daddies now coming for uh, the holidays, and the dads are uh, John Lithgow being Will Ferrell's dad, 
and then um, Mel Gibson being Mark Wahlberg's dad, which I don't, I don't know. I feel like when we saw the trailer, I was like all I was like intrigued. I was like, okay, I could see this possibly like rebounding and being a better movie. Um, and then yeah, first impressions leaving the theater. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you, you, you can't let the movie trick you, man. That I remember when we were talking about it. I said I don't trust it. I was like, there's yeah, we'll find a way to fuck this up. And he, can, can I just say about Mel Gibson who plays Kurt? He was probably the character that made just the least sense overall. So they keep saying that he's a uh, that he's an astronaut, but they don't right. talk about you know how he became an astronaut or like what I mean um John Lithgow's character has one throwaway line like he piloted this ship and that's it and <laughs> and yet Kurt was always like fucking uh Dusty's like friends and shit and they don't really get into that it's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be totally honest that no. he would be a successful uh, astronaut but yeah, it's almost like they were, like, looking for some job where he would be, like, this, like, absentee dad, but it would still be, like, in this, he would, he would be, it would be, like, a prestigious job so that, like, everyone would love him, yet, you know, Mark Wahlberg still hates him type of thing, and, but it was just, it was, like you said, it was, like, such a, a throwaway type of explanation that, <laughs> uh, yeah, there, like, no character development for, for that dad. <laughs> Yeah, I was wanting them to go the other. I was wanting them to go the other route, where they would have. Um, uh, God, why am I totally blanking? Oh yeah, where they would pull like a hot rod, where Kurt you find <laughs> out was like a gas station atten- attendant or something like that, and he just okay. hit some dusty all these years. Like something great and terrible like that would have been amazing, but. Yeah. But they, they, they weren't smart enough to think about that. And, and the movie, right. it's just frustrating, too, because Will Ferrell has been doing a lot of bad things recently, whether it's uh, Get Hard or... Yeah. Um, oh, God, I'm trying... Um, I'm trying... To I, don't, I don't think... We didn't, we didn't review The House, but I feel like The House is, like, the only one that's been, like, at least semi-watchable. Um, yeah. At, le- at least in, in the long line of, like, every movie is just some kind of, like, buddy movie... Like him and, and like another dude, whether it's Kevin Hart or or Mark Wahlberg or and yeah, yeah I'm trying to think of like what what his uh, other ones. Oh, that we liked the other guys. We did like that one. Other guy, yeah, that that was like a little while uh, before he started doing like yeah, Get Hard. Was there a second Get Hard? I forget. There was something like Get Hard. I cannot <laughs> think of the name of it. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to like go down Will Ferrell's. Um, IMDB right now, and I'm like, dude, he does so many random things. It's it's hard to figure out what that other one that he that he was doing. But um, yeah, in any case, yeah, Will Ferrell, like you're saying, he's just he's just doing this. He's just fallen so far from grace, in my opinion. Type of thing. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know. Like, and then and then Wahlberg. I mean, he's he's been he's been like trickling in all these comedies throughout his like last I don't five to ten years. Yeah, you know, he, I mean, he does everything. I mean, he's in Patriots Day, Deepwater Horizon, where he's like being very serious, and he's got Daddy's Home. He's done like the Ted movies. 
I mean, he's all over the place in his acting roles. It's, it's ridiculous. Transformers. I mean, yeah, that's obviously the most egregious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the thing is about this movie is Mel Gibson's Kurt from Jump, he tells Dusty what he's going to do. I'm here to drive a wedge between you and uh, Will Ferrell's character, Brad. He tells him that point blank. And the way that he manipulates them is just the easiest, most really that's that's tricking you sort of stuff whether it's saying like oh like he's talking to your son about you know your son about this like oh you you know do you really need to ask his permission just like you know like stuff that you don't see on the rugrats as far as the level of manipulation and actually i apologize because angelica could actually be manipulative i thought that kurt was just such a tool and and honestly part of it too is that you can almost you can see glimpses of you know, I hate Jews, Mel Gibson popping out through certain things, like, certain things he says here, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable, to be honest, I mean, he doesn't call a woman sugar tits, but the way that he's treating every woman he meets in the movie, including telling Dusty's son, hey, you know how you get a girl, you take this mistletoe, you hold it over her head, and you kiss her, even if you want to be kissed, and then you slap her on that butt and say, hey, thanks for the time, I was like, cool, that's a like, great, great message to this <laughs> young teenage boy <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was like improvised by mel gibson he's like hey this is what i would tell a real little kid yeah they they, they probably didn't even give mel gibson a script they're just like all right just be you <laughs> and we'll direct you he's like cool i can do that <laughs> and so in so, this and this is all taking place like you mentioned the mistletoe this is all taking place for the holidays they're all coming to celebrate christmas together in the same house Mel Gibson steps in and, and rents an Airbnb so that everybody can be together, and it's this beautiful Airbnb up in the mountains, um, you know, and then it just, like, locks everybody together so that he can unfurl his grand scheme of breaking them apart, which, like you said, stupidly lays out in front of them, and every everything still falls into place, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but what, so in, in, in the first one, it's just kind of like... Like there's no, it's like the first one's not a holiday movie, right? I'm I, I I'm struggling to remember the first one to be honest. It's kind of like I know it's I know the first one's Will Ferrell's dating Linda Cardinelli. No, they're married at that point, weren't they? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they're married, and then so Wahlberg comes in, the character Dusty, and then they he just starts trying to be a part of the de- the kids' lives. Yeah, but it's not it's not like d- during Christmas or anything, right? I don't like this so. th- this one strictly was designed to like be you know Daddy's Home Two Christmas style, right? Like yeah, Daddy's Home tr- Two Electric Boogaloo, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it this like holiday Christmas classic, and oh man, just saying that out loud is like <laughs> a little nauseating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many hidden, there's so many misses when it comes to these holiday movies, but th- to just try and take like some like super mediocre, let a, like potentially like a go fuck yourself <laughs> in the real pineapples view of a first movie, and then just being like, let's turn that into like a holiday classic. I mean, I don't know. I it's, don't. It's kind of infuriating. I think the last time a comedy made me this upset uh, outside of like a Medea movie. Do you remember that Terrible Vacation remake they did? Yeah, with Ed Helms. Yeah, I hated that movie, and I just yeah. left the theater. I left the theater thinking I would watch Vacation again before I ever watch this again. Right. Um, this- I would watch this before Diary of a Wimpy Kid Long Haul again. That's fair. I mean, but that's just that's just commenting on 
truly horrific that movie is. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair because I mean, at least I could kind of laugh at Mark Wahlberg just trying to act this shit out. But I, I do agree with you that I would watch this before Wimpy Kid again. But um, oh god, I'm totally bl- what's John Lithgow's character's name? I'm totally blanking. Uh, he was just Don, I think. Yeah, I mean, he right. like Will Ferrell would just always call him Daddy, but but yeah, he was he was Don. Yeah, he he was the one thing in this movie that had any life to it because John Lithgow. I think people forget that he's a classically trained actor. He's just not you know Dick from Third Rock from the Sun or the Trinity Killer. Like he's genuinely you know classically trained, really talented actor who is way above being in this fucking movie, but I'm sure he was like, hey, you know what? And honestly, John Lithgow has never seemed like a guy who takes himself too seriously. He definitely knows how to laugh at himself, so maybe he was just like, hey, it'd be cool to, you know, work with Will Ferrell or something. I don't know. But, but he is the one character in this movie that's not unlikable. Because everyone in this movie really is unlikable. Even Will Ferrell's character, Brad, who they try to, you know, give almost this, uh, kind, uh, like, Al Bundy aesthetic to him, almost like, because he's, like, supposed to be the the common man, you know, and he's just such a goddamn douche, and he causes so much damage wherever he goes. There's no way that these people could could buy a house, because he's destroying everything in his path. He's like, he's like the juggernaut, basically. He just destroys something no matter where they are. This Airbnb they're at, he has one of those, uh, what are those fucking machines called, Colin? Uh, you, I, the Airbnb. Well, I don't know what what type of machine. Uh, that that machine where like the the lights get caught up in it or whatever. Oh yeah, like a snowblower. Yeah, that, like, yeah. He was he was clearing the driveway with a big snowblower. Yeah, and and the lights get caught up, and right. he ends up riding up the side of the house because he won't let go of it, and then it like gets caught in the uh, like the plastic reindeer. And, fucks up the lights and is shooting shards of glass at everyone <laughs> and no one gets cut <laughs> somehow it's just it's it's ridiculous and if you if this was your airbnb you would be like uh okay yeah you need to paint me for destroying the side of my fucking house and it, it uh, colin was just i i don't know man talk to me here just yeah uh i mean so I mean, we, we we pretty much laid out the plot for 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 what's going on. Uh, we haven't really mentioned the kids. Uh, suck. The, the, yeah, the the kid the kids are you know supposed to be at the forefront of all of this. You know, it's their their Christmas. Um, you know, they have their 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 grandpas there. Um, I think they like Mel Gibson is jealous that John Lithgow has some like cute grandpa name so he becomes like el padre or something like yeah, which what what yeah which wasn't funny or clever or any like like all these jokes like i just think this is like the most poorly written thing in the world like like all the blame i feel like not all the blame but like so much of the blame falls initially on sean anders because he's he wrote and directed this he's he 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 has like a lot to work with here with with Mel Gibson and John Lithgow coming in. There's there's so much you could do with that that like honestly kind of got me excited when we first saw in the trailer that they were gonna be in this, and like everything falls flat. I mean, you talked about some of what John Lithgow does in the movie where it's 
you know, kind of entertaining. Um, but I mean, like, just just like the the big relationship between like the whole thing was like Will Ferrell and John Lithgow are like best friends. They like kiss on the mouth. Um, you know, they they're they're like total dorks. They're total like pacifists. Even though Will Ferrell ends up you know being this aggressor at the end of both movies, um, and. I, I don't know. It just it it all just feels jumbled. It's all just like random scenes that happen out of nowhere. There's very little direction in what's happening. It's just the gags are all terrible. Like nothing really was funny to me at all. Mo- most of it was like more just like me shaking my head. I was in a pa- like I was in a packed theater for this too, and like there was a bunch of kids. There was like clearly a bunch of like like moms or dads that took their kids to see this movie and i mean the kids weren't even laughing at the slapstick stuff like i don't even know if it was like because it was like most of it was like mean-spirited or if if i i I don't know what it was but i mean my my theater was like silent and like i was expecting i was like oh man i can't believe i'm in a packed theater when i walked into this thing and i was like oh i'm gonna have to be dealing with all these people laughing at all these gags and these stupid jokes that are poorly written and poorly you know executed that that I'm just going to be even more upset, but I was honestly shocked that the whole theater was like pretty much silent for like so much of it, and yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So like even my opinion as someone that's you know seen so many like more things than obviously these kids that are going and seeing this this Daddy's Home Two that are probably fans of the first one for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, it's just, everything fell flat. It was just, it was just, everything was bad. Like, it, nothing, nothing played out like it, like it could have. It, like, I feel like it really had potential with Mel Gibson and John Lithgow, you know, being a part of the second movie. And, um, yeah, if it, when, it, when it all boiled down to it, it was just, it was meant to be this family comedy, and it was, like, mean-spirited. It was poorly laid out, poorly executed, and it was just wasn't funny. Like it, for something that's supposed to be a comedy, like I just what, never found myself laughing. It was just like it was just a struggle to get through. So, uh, Linda, uh, I believe it's Cardinelli. <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Cardinelli, who plays Brad's wife. Um, she's so I do remember from the first movie me just hating her because she was such an absolute bitch to Brad, yeah. and it never felt like th- there's a reason they should have been married they do nothing to remedy that at all in this movie she, yeah. she's barely in it number one and mm-hmm. number two whenever they are talking it she might discourage other people but she never stands with brad if that makes sense yeah and she's always like she's always just caught up in um like dusty mark Wahlberg's characters like new wife or girlfriend or whoever she is you know like she's just constantly um, either trying to impress her, and then this new girl is just like almost even a bigger bitch than Linda Cardellini was in the first movie. Somehow, yeah, yeah, because she's just like she never says anything. She's constantly just looking and judging everybody, and then she's writing in her little notebook, um, you know, which drives Linda's character crazy. Um, and none of that was funny. It was just like it all just seemed like mean, judgy. Like I don't know why that's funny, you know? Like it, and it doesn't add to anything that was in, of substance as far as a plot that I cared about. So, I mean, all of that fell flat. Oh, and the way they resolved the whole thing with Dusty's girlfriend or wife or whatever, with what she's writing that new book, that was a laugh out loud for the, all the wrong reasons for me. <laughs> when you find out why she's writing this notebook, it's it's a, oh god, really? 
sort yeah. of moment. Um, Marvel. So there, I am gonna say a couple things. I did laugh a couple times. I laughed at the thermostat scene because Mark. Wahlberg, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I agree with you. That was that was that was gonna be my one compliment as well. That might be the one scene where I I laughed hard because it's about yeah. Um, oh God, it's about Dusty's stepdaughter. Um, her actual dad is John Cena, who's completely wasted in this too, by the way. But uh, she's just this little. I think she's fifteen. I think it doesn't really matter, but she's a little fucking brat. And she keeps turning the thermostat up to, I think, uh, 84 degrees, something like that. And yeah, so, like like high 80 is something ridiculous. Yeah. And so uh, John Lithgow, uh, or, or uh, Kurt, Mel Gibson's character, wake, wakes up and goes on to John Lithgow's character. And it's like, who's turning the thermostat up? And they all pretty much gang up on Dusty uh, and mm-hmm. are just, just busting his balls about not checking her and keeping her in line, which honestly did make me laugh really hard. And Dusty's looking at everyone like what the fuck what did i do <laughs> but and it was it was it, that was like the that was like when i saw that scene i did see the potential of like what this movie could have been if it was like better like that 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 was like a like a really good it reminded me of like a really good will ferrell like snl sketch yeah like where like in the middle of like what was like the rest like a terrible movie but like it had this like glimpse and i'm like that's that's so funny. It's like super relatable. It's like a, a, you know, this movie is about dads, obviously, and that's just like a like a great dad joke. Like the dads just being obsessive about the thermostat, like running it too hot. I mean, that's just like classic great humor for like a, like a scene in this type of movie. And I did. I got a kick out of it. I was totally laughing. And that that was that that was the one time when the whole theater was laughing. That was clearly like the biz- biggest success of the movie. I would say too. Yeah, that's. That's that's a good call, and and I will say, I mean, that scene made me laugh, and then there is a point where you first get introduced to Kurt and to uh, John Lithgow's character when they first arrive at the house, and uh, what 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 is what does the joke John Lithgow's character make? I think it's something like, uh, "Why do ducks have feathers to cover their butt quack?" I think is what he says. It's something like that. But yeah, I I laughed. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, ah. right, <laughs> because I'm a child. But then. <laughs> But then uh, Mel Gibson's Kurt goes, okay, so two hookers like walk into a club or something to that effect. And, and that was funny too. I agree. Whole, that was another funny part. Yeah, I, I did laugh at that. I was like, okay, this is just Mel again. Probably not even given the script for that scene. It was probably just yeah. Mel. And that's and that's more like that's that's more of like the banter between the two like grandpas that like would would have been more welcomed in this movie where it's you know the. The overly corny grandpa, and then the like, the like disgusting, really vulgar one. You know, I I, I will say it in a weird way. The and spoiler alert, if you fucking care, but the way this movie ends, it does end with a uh, with a uh, Kurt and John Lithgow's character going off to to Vegas together. I would actually probably watch that movie. I'd like that would be interesting. John Lithgow and Mel Gibson playing off each other. That sounds way more interesting than what we've been getting so i don't know i'd watch that but uh but the the kids are really uncomfortable uh the uh the dork kid uh he follows kurt's advice at the end and goes up and kisses the girl who he's had a thing for and you find out it's the stepsister (laughs) it's the stepdaughter of Mm -hmm. dusty which was super (laughs) chill i'm like cool like that's 
Like, yeah, that was kind of funny in a creepy, weird way, I guess. Like, like this, like this is this is where we're going. You know, Kevin yeah. Ke- Kevin Spacey directed that scene, but it was like super nice. <laughs> Thank you. It was topical. It just <laughs> what can I say? But it it was really awkward, and even the theater too. <laughs> there were these. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. There was this line because I saw this, like I said, ten ten. So, the theater was maybe 30 people, but there was this row of bros from UNR, and if one of the bros, when he goes and kisses her, he just goes, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> so hard. So, to that guy, thank you. But, yeah, it was really weird. And then, like I said, the whole, there's a point where this theater, they're in a confined space, I will just say, and these people they're with all start singing like a Christmas song with them. It, it, it's fucking weird, honestly. Uh, I mean, that that was when I finally came to my final conclusion of what this rating is. is <laughs> that big song scene. Like, oh God. Just thinking about it now makes me angry. <laughs> um, the one last thing I will say before I throw it back to you and we get to our final thoughts is there is a scene uh, involving uh, improv with John Lithgow's character. And he, that scene is way more emotional, and it it shouldn't, it doesn't belong in this movie, just because of how emotional and actually good the scene is. Um, but then it makes you go, oh wow, um, Dusty is a terrible person. And when you find out, you know how he kind of commandeered it and made it about him, and you go, oh wow, you're a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy how how dumb this can be at some at some points uh con any final thoughts uh before we kind of wrap up here yeah um yeah i'll, I'll just i'll just kind of give my final thoughts and 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 my grade and i'll throw it back to you in conclusion um but for for like what this movie was trying to be <laughs> this this will ferrell big ensemble cast bringing in mel gibson and john lithgow um kind of like it's like it it really made me think that it was trying to like be like the griswolds you know trying to do like this christmas vacation um style movie where you know you're bringing the two worlds together into under one roof um and i just hated it like (laughs) i just hated it um that like that the scene where they go to the improv that was probably one of the most compelling moments where I almost was like I almost care about these characters. Um, I did I did kind of know what was coming at that point. What uh, not not like in in what way they revealed it, but like um, from the moment he got off the plane and he has a sign that says you know mom and dad, and it's just him. I'm just like okay, well there's gonna be a big reveal at the end. Um, about what's what we you know why that is uh so w- w- when it came down to it though it's just like you just it, it was just doing the same thing that the first movie did where mel gibson and john lithgow are both kind of fighting over the affection of the kids in in a in a in their own you know way where you know john lithgow is this older version of will ferrell mel gibson is this older version of mark Wahlberg. Um, I thought, I thought Mel Gibson was utilized terribly. I didn't think like he, I thought he could have been a lot funnier. Um, John Lithgow is great. He's John Lithgow, but I just, 
I just thought, like, everybody's interaction with everybody else, aside from maybe, like, that one shining moment when they are all trying to fix the thermostat, uh, it just, everything just fell flat. It just, it was just not an, an enjoyable movie like it could have been. Um, I just, I just, I, I almost feel, like, angry at myself. Knowing that, like, it's Daddy's fucking two home, like, Daddy's fucking home too, and, like, seeing that trailer and being like, oh my god, like, that's so funny, they're getting off the airplane, and, like, uh, John Lithgow kisses Will Ferrell right in the lips, and, like, this, and then, you know, Mel Gibson comes off, it's playing ACDC, and you're just like, oh man, this could be good. Um, and it wasn't. It just wasn't good. <laughs> It just sucked. It was terrible. Um, and then, yeah, so I was debating. I was just like, yeah, I, th- I think I was kind of at the same place as the last one. I was just like, oh, man, it had its moments, I guess. And then when they end with just, like, a big, giant, like, like sing-along yeah, in the middle of this remember. movie theater. And then they're just doing this, like, whole meta thing where they're in the theater. And I'm, I'm sitting in a theater with everybody. And they're all in a theater, like, doing <laughs> theater jokes. I was like, dude, fuck this movie. Like, what are we doing? Like, fuck this. Like... And and then they're and then they're all singing, and uh, I liked John Cena because John Cena almost feels like he just fucking hated being in this movie, but he's just like just give him a paycheck. But like he yeah. did, he like he, he had like honest like real anger towards everybody. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't know what else to say. I don't want to be too mean spirited to the kids, but like the kids were whatever. They're, they they were they were not like. <laughs> When, when we've seen all these great child actors doing such incredible jobs, like in Stranger Things and yeah. It, and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of child actors that are really killing it. Like, I'll, like uh, without being too mean, like, these kids just weren't that good. So, um, yeah, but but that that's not the reason I'm giving it this grade. I'm giving it this grade because I should have gave it this grade to the first movie, and I didn't. And this one is 100% certified go fuck yourself. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Take it home, Hunter. That's that's fair. I, you know, what's funny is I went back and forth on this. I went back and forth between either uh, just a straight F or a go fuck yourself. But even those scenes where I went, oh wow, this shows some promise. That upsets me more because it means that they clearly were capable of better, and they just went, we don't have to be better because you know we have Will Ferrell in this, so whatever, and. And that just angers me even more, to be totally honest. The fact that they were capable of probably putting out something better than... They definitely were, pardon me, capable of putting out something better than they actually did. And they didn't. So, yeah, this is a go-fuck-yourself to the highest degree. Um, Colin won't be mean, I'll be mean. The kid actors in this are really bad. (laughs) They're really bad. Uh, And you're right. Uh, the fact that we have Stranger Things right now and they're dealing with more mature <laughs> uh, subject matter than this movie is, and these kids are just not getting it. <laughs> it's 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 frustrating. It really is, and there's there's just no reason for anyone to 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 watch this or enjoy it or a- anything. Honestly, it's a really bad movie. I. I <sighs> I feel like it's going to be on the worst stuff, but to be honest, we've watched a lot of bad movies this year, so maybe this will, you know, miss the cut, but Wolf Ferrell, man, you know, and he used to make me laugh, you know, consistently, and at this point, it just feels like he's getting by on his name, 
on the scene that he just doesn't care anymore, which sucks. Because I remember watching him on Eastbound Down. He played, um, what was that car dealer? Uh, I, I can't remember the car dealer's name, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the yeah, exactly. Of- yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Wolf Ferrell can still be funny, but... Yeah, this is not a case of it. So yeah, go fuck yourself for me, too. Uh, God, what is what is going on? This has been a, been a rough been a rough time for comedies recently. <laughs> like, yeah, especially stupid comedies, which is like I used to that used to be my thing. Like I loved stupid comedies, and this is one's trying to be like kind of that stupid humor. But now it's like the only good comedies are kind of like this Judd Apatowy type of shit, which is is funny and great. But like I would love to get like some good dumb humor like some some andy samberg you know like he doesn't put out enough um because every one of his stuff is amazing and we're just yeah we're just not we're not getting it at least the the house was at least much better as far as the really stupid comedy than this yeah and i mean that one was a hard r but man for for this pg-13 dog shit i mean (laughs) i just can't i can't handle it no very very true. Uh, I just, you, you know, watch Hot Rod. You can buy Hot Rod on Amazon Instant Video for like ten bucks, I think, right now. So, I think I got it for like seven, actually. I think it was oh, seven really? bucks. I think it was seven bucks HD. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Get, go <laughs> buy Hot Rod. Hot Rod is that perfect dumb comedy where <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very dumb movie, but One there's of the even best. there's even a uh, like a big music sequence in that movie, and it's way funnier than what they do here. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this just turned to a Hot Rod view. I, I would well, give it Hot Rod's a, an instant classic. I would give Hot Rod a solid A. I, I love Hot Rod. What? So Hot Rod's a fan-fucking-tastic. You're you out of your mind. Damn. Oh, hell yeah. Hot Rod? Hot, Hot Rod's Rod? like one of my favorites of all time. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair, oh. hey, fair. Love Hot Rod. Fair enough. Well, they, they, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hot, Hot Rod the, is the, Polar opposites. <laughs> Hot Rod is a way better movie than Daddy's Home 2. Uh, yes. That's so our, it, that concludes our review. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, guys, what did you think of Daddy's Home 2? Did you like the original? Because I have talked to some people who like the original, so I would be curious to get people's thoughts. Uh, let's talk- I actually, sorry to interrupt oh, while you're closing up, but just on that point, I was walking out of the theater, and there was like a dad with his son walking out, and, like, the son was just like, what's wrong, Dad? And he was just like, he was like, I don't know, I just really liked the first one. And he's like, you didn't like this one? And he's just like, I just, I didn't like it as much as the first one. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's true, in my opinion, and maybe he was just being nice, and he wanted to just be like, no, fuck that movie, son. <laughs> but but I, I just thought that was really funny, that, like, clearly he brought his son to this movie because he was, like, a big fan of the first one. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it was it was a it was a, a funny candid moment that I caught. That's the more you know, but uh, yep. <laughs> but guys, let us know what you thought of this. You can follow us here on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and Google Play at, at the Real Pineapple. Like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow follow our buddy Scott. We miss you, buddy. At Nearman the First, and you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This upcoming weekend, we'll have a review up for Stranger Things Season 2 and for Justice League. Will it? Will Can DC go two in a row? I'm, I'm curious because I'm hearing, I'm hearing mixed stuff about it. So we will, uh, we will see. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Meow.